Welcome to the Back Room of the Sanctuary, where the conversation happens. I'm the host, Jose, and my co-host, Bill, is in the room with me today. That's right. I got a special guest tonight. He came all the way from Kentucky. Remember that episode with Jonah? We said come from Joppa, not from not, not from Tarshish. I'm just kidding. How are you, Brother Kerry? I'm well, and yourselves? Doing good. Fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, would you mind giving us a little testimony? Just, to, just so we know who you are. People in the audience, they want to get to know people, and your testimony might be something that will encourage someone. Most certainly. Um, my testimony, I'd say, kind of has a sad ending, but then a sad or a, uh, a happy ending after that, so to right. speak. Gotcha. I was born and raised in uh, Ohio, uh, east of Cincinnati. Oh, okay. And um, I married for the first time in 1999, mm. and we had a daughter together. And uh, at the time, I was uh, practicing uh, Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, my first wife passed away. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. And so, uh, God is good, though. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. I believe that. That's right. God uh, put a new wife in my life in 2015, mm. and it was time to leave Ohio then wow. and become a Kentuckian oh, yeah. <laughs> and put on a new accent. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. And so I uh, sold everything and moved to Kentucky, and so I, uh, it was just a bit of a battle uh, only because my wife was... Uh, going to a holiness Pentecostal church mm-hmm. and I was still thinking in terms of Catholicism mm. and I actually had the crazy notion that she would come to my church while I would be there for a service and then I would go to hers mm. <laughs> that happened one time mm. <laughs> yeah oh, that man. was enough <laughs> yeah, right. it's kind of like putting your feet in both sides of the yeah you know, you're dipping in this side, dipping in that side, and right. trying to figure out what works. Uh. And so um, what really happened is I learned that the Holiness Pentecostal church was just easier and more simple. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm. negative against the Catholics and how they do things, but I found that Holiness Pentecostal was more for me. Mm. Mm. And I found that it was just, uh, like I said, much more simple. They read from the Bible, preach on it, and uh, they have freedom with music. And oh so yeah, it was right. just yes. See, I I, I have a family that was raised in the Catholic called Catholicism, and we talk all about the differences between the Catholic religion and all that stuff when. After after the fact of being there, now we're in now we're in uh, in the Christian Pentecostal churches, and you know it does seem like it is easier because. So, I don't want to put too much too much emphasis on these. We we spoke a lot about this before, but you know, there's too much demanding of 
of things in the Pente- in the in the Catholic churches, where as in the Pentecostal churches we feel more liberty, because the Lord has God has sent His Son to make us free, forget from from our sins. You know, and a lot of times in in the Catholic religion we almost we almost always feel bound. You know, we feel like we have to go to someone and tell them, well, this is what I did. This is what was wrong. This is how I'm living right now. And then, you know, we go to them and, they, and then they say, well, do 10 Hail Marys and, you know, do your five Our Fathers and then you'll be, you'll be fine. Right. Well, right. that's ludicrous because the Lord sent Jesus Christ to this earth, died for our sins, and went to the grave and rose up for our redemption. Why look to a person, why look to a man to tell us how we can release the bondage of sins when we had Jesus Christ do that 2,000 years ago? We We have that liberty, that freedom. We don't, I'm going on a ramp right now. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. But yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean by it's easier. You know, as far as my, my uh, interpretation or understanding of, of the Catholic religion. But yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, it's, it's about rules. It's about regulations. It's, it's all just something you follow week after week with no change in the format. It's always the same. It's just a bunch of, you know, it, it really is a religion more so than a relationship with God. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, say this and then say that. And then, you know, there's a a rigorous down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all, there's nothing new, nothing interesting will happen. Routine. You know, it's a, it's a very routine thing to have happen. Whereas Pentecostal churches, that's the goal is to get away from that. It's just building the spirit. Yeah, the goal is to move with the spirit. And if you start getting into a routine, then you have to break it up and figure out what am I doing wrong? You know, where where can I worship more? Where can I, you know, make it where it still can have, you know, it still can be set where you know what kind of will happen. You know, where you say, okay, we go to Sunday school this time. But if it gets out of that, then we can't be scared and go, oh, no, we have to, you know, what happened to our schedule? Right. You know, right. we get out at 930. It's, there's no time that we get out of church. It just, you know, whatever time it happens, it happens. Right. Well, I'd love to, I, I, like, I like your testimony, brother. Um, do you know, we want to go into a little bit of a, of a uh, conversation here. Um, who's your and who's your favorite Bible character in the Bible? I want just to start a, a different topic here. That's a tough question. Um, I would have to say John. John. Mm. Yeah. John, John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say John the Revelator. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good one too. Yeah. Of course he is. But John the Baptist. Why do you choose John the Baptist? Um. Well, he baptized with water, and he knew that the Lord was coming, mm-hmm. and he, he stated it. He said, he, another's coming that I'm not worthy to latch <laughs> yep. his, his sandals. Yeah. Right, yes. And then he was there when, uh, you know, right after he baptized Jesus, and the Lord spoke. Right. And said, this is my Amen. son. I'm well pleased. Yeah. And he saw him descend, the spirit descend. 
yeah. on him. And uh, in the form of a dove. That was yes, exactly. Right. And, but uh, for what he was doing, and um, um, at that that moment, just kind of sticks out to me. Oh, of course, yes, that's awesome. Yes, it's amazing. John the Baptist is, you know, one of the most interesting because it was all a foreshadowing of Jesus with, um, you know, him preparing the way. But everybody was in full belief of John. They all thought, you know, that that he was who he said he was, and everybody's rejoicing that, oh, he's the prophet. He's the prophet that's going to prepare the way. Whereas with Jesus. And everybody said, this is wrong, you know, mm-hmm. then with yes. Joseph, Joseph wasn't even sure if he should put her away privily, you know, but with John, everyone was rejoicing because there was the signs given with, you know, with his father not being able to speak and then writing his name as John and able to speak. And, you know, the closeness that they had, despite probably never really growing up next to each other that we know of, other than that first encounter you know, where he said, behold, the lamb of the world, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that they had that closeness and, and, you know, multiple times the connections are brought, you know, where somebody says, well, should we be disciples of John or be disciples of Jesus? And, and the whole time John was saying, everybody, my whole life has said, I'm the great prophet that's going to prepare the way, but my, my ministry needs to decrease and his will increase, you know, and I think all of us should have that outlook, even if we're, somebody who's important, you know, or somebody who's called to do great things, even then we always need to say that we should be decreasing ourselves and that the Lord be increasing in our work. Yes, mm-hmm. less to be more of him. Right, yes. Right. Amen. right. So you guys know that we're in the month where uh, Christmas is going to be uh, celebrated soon. Mm. And... We know that a lot of times we have people that celebrate Christmas. We have people that they are hesitant to celebrate Christmas, all because of the differences beyond behind the paganism and mm-hmm. all the actual Christianity views about all that stuff. I think today would be a great way to start uh, talking about that. And I know we we had a we had a um, a Halloween episode before. And we dropped it on Halloween, and we didn't get to make a Thanksgiving episode, although we did talk a little bit about that with Brother Matney. He he did did some, um, but that dropped a little bit after Thanksgiving. Um, so Christmas as a as a day to celebrate. Um, why why is Christmas important to us? Why do you think? Why why would we say Christmas is important? I'd say because it's remembering the time of which Jesus was born, celebrating the gift that was given to the world on that day, because otherwise yeah. we would forget. That's what a holiday is, is to remember something. So in celebration celebrate of remembrance, yeah, yes. celebration of remembrance, yeah. I do you celebrate, celebrate Christmas, brother? Do you I celebrate do. Christmas? We do. Okay. See, so there's, a, there's, a, um, there's an aspect behind Christmas that we try to, <laughs> we try to, dig a hole and just bury it in the ground and it's about this santa claus thing you know (laughs) santa claus is is uh is being taken over this whole christmas thing and making it into a pagan religion or a pagan holiday yeah you know our kids for some odd reason i never taught them about santa claus i never showed them that santa claus was a real thing 
I never even had the idea of a con- or a concept of the elves making the gifts. Never had right. any yeah. teaching of that. But for some reason or somehow, the kids get it from somewhere that Santa Claus brings gifts on Christmas Day. Right. You know, it's it's uh it's funny but it's sad. And yes. I and it's uh it's it's hard to to think as a parent where we're the ones on the on the side of the burden where we try to tell them it's not about the big old jolly fat man that comes down and burglarize your house and gives you gifts. So it's like the un unburglarize, I guess. Yeah. You know, but he right. he breaks into your house and puts gifts under your tree and then goes out to the next house so he can give them more presents. Right. You know, and it's it's very scary a very scary idea that we teach our kids that but um I was taught back in back in um high school where Santa Claus came from. Uh, I don't know the exact roots, but maybe we can maybe we can look it up as we're talking about sure. this. But uh, as far as I know, there was a Dutch man, or maybe um, somewhere around there, where this guy was named Saint Nicholas as a as a guy who was right. uh, doing a charity for kids and giving them presents or or candy canes or whatever the situation was. He was giving them uh, uh, some type of present and it wasn't anything to do with christmas it was just him being nice and charitable and the way that they pronounced his name in the accent was saint nicholas and mm-hmm. yes. or saint yeah. nicholas and then when the american took that you know how when you hear an accent from someone and you think they said something that they didn't say right but because we think we we heard something so saint nicholas to that for us sounds like santa claus so yeah. that was characterized as as a person to take the role of Jesus Christ now. Yes. Um, do you know the do, do you know the um, the origin origin of Santa Claus? Well, like you said, uh, Saint Nicholas was certainly uh, one of the origins, which was a fourth century Greek Christian bishop of Myra, right. which is uh, now Demri, which is in Turkey. Um. It was in the Roman Empire at that point. Nicholas was known for his generous gifts to the poor, in particular, in particular, presenting the three impoverished daughters of a pious Christian with dowries so they would not have to become prostitutes. He was very religious from an early age and devoted his life entirely to Christianity. Um, and then it goes on to talk about after uh, he died where his skeleton was taken. And uh, during the Middle Ages, often on the evening before his name day of 6th of December, children were bestowed gifts in his honor. His date was earlier than the original day of gifts for the children, um, which moved, of course, the Reformation and its opposition to the veneration of saints in many countries on 24th and 25th of December. Uh, And then the custom of gifting to children as Christmas was propagated by Martin Luther um, as an alternative to the previous very popular gift custom on St. Nicholas. So instead of doing it on December 6th, now it was moved to Christmas, which would be December later 25th. on. But he still was, uh, St. Nicholas was still popular as gift bearers because Martin Luther suggested that Christ kind was the bringer of gifts. So essentially trying to make Jesus up here, St. Nicholas a little lower because yes, he did give gifts, but not, not the gift of, you know, salvation. Right. Salvation, right. And then that later on moved to Father Christmas, um, which was as far back as 16th century in England, where you know he 
he typified the spirit of good cheer at Christmas, bringing peace, joy, good food, and wine and revelry. Um, and so because England no ke- longer kept the feast day of St. Nicholas on 6th of December, Father Christmas ce- celebration was moved to 25th to coincide with Christmas Day. And, you know, pr- just as we do with, uh, you know, different things where we have a, a name associated with somebody it's for holidays. You know, you've got the Easter Bunny and all these different things. <laughs> right. that this is the holiday thing that we do. It's just the same as we have, you know, the Michelin Man or, you know, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Just something to say, okay, that's, you know, run by that company or that that's what you get out of that. Here's Tone the, of the icon tiger. that belongs to right. the holiday. Yes, the mascot. Mm-hmm. And then, as you were saying with uh, Dutch... Uh, folklore. Um, it is a legendary figure known as Sinterklaas, mm. based on St. Nicholas. Right. Uh, Santa Claus is known as De Kerstman in Dutch, the Christmas man, and Pierre Noel, Father Christmas in French. Mm. Hmm. Learn something. Yeah, a lot there of stuff go. to learn. Again, this is from Wikipedia, so don't trust untrusted everything you read site. online. Yes. <laughs> We're going to an untrusted site for yes, exactly. fresh information. But then again, we don't really believe in Santa Claus anyway. No, so, we don't. You know. And that's the reason why I was talking about that is because we don't. We it's it's hard as a parent to to try to unlearn or unteach the kids who are learning this, and they're yes. going in with for friends in their school, uh, in their in their fellowship with other people. You know, it's it's gonna bounce. It's bound to come up. Sure. Uh, how do we, as parents or as Elder or you know uncles um, in our in the in the lives of these kids. How do we uh, go to a, accomplish a challenge where we try to unlearn or unteach them about that? Because the Bible says it clearly that Jesus was born on you know, and that's what we're right. celebrating. Yes, you know, we're celebrating that uh, Luke. What Luke chapter two was it? Yes. Can we get, can we read some of that? Yeah, we can read some of it. Uh, let me find it real quick. Got to pull out the Bible app. Is it Luke or Mark? Matthew? Which one is it? Which one is the one that... The one we read is Luke, usually. Read. Well, I know that my grandson asked me who Santa Claus was. And I believed that he had heard that from school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I just simply told him, of course, he's six years old, so... Right. That he was a man that gave gifts to people. Mm-hmm. And I left it at that. Right. Right, and I was waiting for him really to ask me about the mm-hmm. you know, magical, supposed magical things that he would do, mm-hmm. but he didn't. So I just I left that. Yeah. Right. Alone. Yes. Um, but growing see. up, I uh, think it's uh it's in it's like in, I think it's Luke chapter one, uh, yeah. in in like five or somewhere around right. there where it starts that starts the story. Sure. Yeah. Let's see. You go ahead, brother. You were growing up. My dad really liked to uh, play the character of Santa Claus. Had the <laughs> suit and uh, had me convinced, you know, that until about eight or nine years old that there was really a Santa Claus. Yeah, wow. yeah, dude. But, I remember uh, when I was young as well. My grandpa would make go go far lengths to make us believe in that. Yes. You know, and he'll say on Christmas Eve night, uh, we'll go in bed, and he'll say, go to bed early tonight because Santa Claus is coming, and we'll go to bed at 8 o'clock that night, and we'll close our eyes, we'll turn the lights off, and, 
you know, before all that, we put the milk and cookies out on the table or whatnot. And as as we're sleeping, quote unquote sleeping, I'm I'm stayed awake watching out and out the door, uh, the little crack underneath the door because he wasn't allowing us to open the door. Yeah. Uh, Santa wouldn't come if we were watching, uh, but um, I would I would crack I would look under the crack of the door. My grandpa, uh, and he would come in the house with boots and bells stomping in the house, pull the chair out, sit down, walk out the house, and then that's it. We'll have a bunch of Christmas gifts under the tree in a short amount of time. And, you know, at that age, you know, you get surprised, you get, you get like excited about the magic of Christmas, but what what's really happening is we're lying we're trying to force yeah. a belief on right. children that there is a santa claus and we're you know what's a white lie it a white lie is just a lie you know it's not right. it's, yeah. it's not it's not uh it's what's it, what's it called it's not just a innocent lie it's right. a lie cuz yeah, i'm I'm, lie. I'm believing something right. i'm believing right. something that's not true exactly. you know and no, and no, and I'm not saying that uh, for anybody who's listening to this podcast, I'm not trying to say that you know at that point, whatever you know, yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm not trying to say that this that you that you tried to to make me believe in something. You're just putting the the joy of Christmas in my heart. I understand that, but the, the reality is we're we're all we're all yes. facing of a, 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 the the reality of. Being lied to, you know, right. and it's 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 dangerous under the guise of that it's just for the kids and it's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's but. sad to me. I you know, I was listening to a, a comedian on a podcast just kind of talking, and and his his children are like, I think fourteen and fifteen, still firmly believe in it. Mm-hmm. And he's trying his best every time. He's like, you know, and he's like, I slipped up. I said, you know, mm-hmm. you broke. They broke like a fort in the backyard, and I spent eighteen hours building it. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, you already broke that. I spent so long building it. And then they go, No, Santa Claus brought it. Like, oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So say, and you're like, they're old enough to figure it out. I was like, I do understand why parents get caught in that of wanting to have their children, you know, have fun during the holidays because everybody's doing it. And there is a balance of not making your kids not believe in it so much that they have to tell everybody else, you know, and everybody gets their day ruined because there's no Santa Claus in school yelling at the other little kids. I understand that that's important, but there shouldn't be a moment where you're, you know, considerably older and all of a sudden you realize your parents have been lying to you for years right that's exactly right with anything with anything at all other than things that you know obviously should be kept from you to save you from having to deal with difficult hardships that you may not you know finance issues with different things with marital issues that you may not want to tell them every single thing Mm -hmm. but if you're lying to them just to have a good time and say oh it's so fun to watch everything and everybody's happy and what happens when you realize, you know, instead of thinking of the dedication and hard work your parents have put towards letting you be able to have gifts every year, instead it's just a guy brings it and they, you don't do anything for it. You right. know? And that, that has a, you know, life doesn't just give out gifts usually, other than maybe the lottery, and we don't really play that, so no, it's not a... That. 
is not a viable option, but you don't just get something all of a sudden for no reason. Usually you have to put in hard work and, 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 you know, build towards that. And, and so I think that a lot of times Santa Claus takes that away where it's just, Oh, I just get gifts every year. And you know, no one worked for that. It's free (laughs) and magical. And it's hard Mm -hmm. as I couldn't understand as a parent, I would be like, I worked for all of those, you know, (laughs) I wouldn't just give it away just because, you know, I wanted my kids to believe in something that everybody else does. Well, I think for a child, too, it's met with uh, disappointment when they do find out the truth. Yes. Right. Well, and that happiness, instead of being, my parents love me so much that they did all this for me, it's, why did they lie to me for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. It's awkward. Yeah. And uh, then the years going on later, I, their <laughs> expectations are still... Right. Oh, where's the 10 gifts I used to get? Right. Yes. Why is it only one or two? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I got socks. Uh, I got underwear. Yeah. What happened to the Transformers? <laughs> what, what happened to the airplanes that I used to get in the model cars? That 10 speed. Yeah. What right. happened to All that? that? Yeah. Christmas. I, I get clothes and shoes now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing is that, you know, Christmas started to lose a little significance for me as far as gifts. Because truthfully, I, I don't think there's a whole lot that is like, I'd want this for sure. It's more like, I could get this, but it's one of those things like, yeah, that's too much. You know, now I understand that I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'll figure yeah. something out. But, you know, I don't want to just be relying on that one day for anything. Because sometimes you can, you know, overwork your parents. You can overwork people because you're like, I have to get this. I have to get this. And you hear, you know, kids pitching fits and having tantrums. And screaming right. at people because they didn't get what they want. Well, think about it this way. I mean, you you mentioned before you you mentioned it before, where I would be the father who's my son wants something very badly, mm-hmm. and and I go and put all the overtime hours. I go and put all the mm-hmm. savings, and I get the side jobs, and you know the bank account with the savings account. I try to make sure I get all the money that I can to provide the gift that he wants. And then when I get the gift and I put it under the Christmas tree, I put to my son from Santa Claus as if he did all the work, <laughs> as if he did all yeah. the overtime hours, as yeah. if he, you know, put it, put fill in the blank. And if he did it, I'm giving all the credit right. that I did to him. And I don't think it's fair that I did all that work to try to do that for me to give credit to a big old fat man that breaks into my house. <laughs> nah, I don't think that's fair. Yes, yeah. they translate the name Santa to dad. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, for sure. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> that's what we never believed in the tooth fairy. It was always the mama fairy. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't want somebody digging around under my pillow and putting money under there if it's not somebody I know very well. Mm. You know, it's a weird, a lot of our traditions are somewhat weird that we grow up in but i think the same can be said for you know sometimes with your background of being raised catholic that you don't realize are strange until you are on the outside going oh that's that is a little weird that they did that and that's exactly my experience when you look from the outside in it's a completely different experience yeah some people get caught in in those kind of cultish behaviors and and don't see it until all of a sudden they're like what was i doing you know and and it's not that bad i mean honestly Mm. it's not as bad as some of the others but it's a danger to being, you know, from a young age, always told that this is okay. Sure. You know, this is how we live life. And then once you break out of that, sometimes for the better, sometimes for worse. Yeah. You know, because some people go out of church entirely and decide that it's not for them. And I'd hate for that to happen. But I do want them to know 
that the reason they're going to church and worshiping God is for themselves, not for just because my parents have taught me that or just because I grew up in that environment. Yeah, you can't go to heaven by your parents' shirt tails. Right, yeah. That's right. You know, one thing that I can say, uh, I know that there are a lot of devout Catholic people, and I believe they are true to God. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I took notice of was that it wasn't fulfilling for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember one time being encouraged to read the Bible. No. Until I went to Catholic Holiness. And they would do the readings. Two people would do two readings, and then the, the priest would do the third one and do a homily, more or less a preaching on it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand any of it. Hmm. Um, and that's probably a good part of the reason why I wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. After that, then they go into the uh, portion of taking communion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of stand up, sit down, read from this card. If you don't know yes. right, the right, prayer, right. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so it was a lot of repetition and a lot of this is how you do it. My impression it left me with is that they want people dependent on the church mm. and to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And so it seems that a lot of people these days want to be told what to do. Wow! Yes, and that's so good. So when you yeah. go into a holiness church where you have the freedom. Mm-hmm. To raise your hands, clap your hands. Right. Right, yes. And praise the Lord out loud. Right. That's something they don't really do no. in that church. I think the moment that you, you go and you shout hallelujah in that church, they come with a bat and eye looking at you like, hey, uh, calm it down over there. The, the priest is up there and he's talking, okay? Right. <laughs> you know? So. Well, it puts honor to men over God. And I think that was a really neat perspective you just brought there because... Yeah. And the origin of the church, you know, then later on in around the Middle Ages, the priests were some of the highest members of society because they were one of the few that could actually read. So mm. any type of knowledge you got from the word would be from them. Right. And so, like you said, when they're reading the word, you can pick and choose whichever ones you want and just skip certain things. Oh, that doesn't really fit our narrative, you know, and Cherry skip picking some the Bible? Yeah, just, oh, you know, Jesus said that he was more important than Mary. Oh, skip Whoa. past that, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, later on, Martin Luther, the reason he was, you know, so hated and persecuted was because he was trying to get the Bible to be understood by the common man and, and able to be translated so anyone could read it. Right. Because God wants us all to read his word. And, and that's, you know, if you're not encouraging somebody to do that, then that is dangerous. Because then now you only get your information from one source. Mm-hmm. And if it's not from the, you know, the straight word of God, then who knows who's doctoring that source, you yeah. know, slightly. It's dangerous. Sure. Um, but let's get into the, let's get into Luke chapter 2 and start reading, uh, reading the part that you want to. All right. I thought we'd start with this. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed. Huh. You mean like taxed? Like, so, like, taxed as in, like, give me your money? Um, somewhat. I, be- I think it's more along the lines of a census. Oh, okay. Of, of- counted. Yes, everyone is, is, yes, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. So to make it easier, you go into the place where you were originally from and your family's from. So then there's a whole bunch of people in the same place 
But then you can count everybody easier and say, okay, these are where these people are from. How they get population counts in different right. cities. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They do it a little bit easier now where we don't all have to go into the same city we came from. Mm. But at that time, it's a miracle that, <laughs> that they were able to <laughs> count every person there. Yeah. Um, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth un- into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. So because he was uh, originally, um, because he was, he originated from the line of David, uh, which was, uh, you know, prophesied about that Jesus would be from the line of David. Right. He went unto Bethlehem, which is where David was originally from uh, at that time, uh, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This is moving to the angels and the shepherds. And they were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord showed, <laughs> and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Which, uh, yeah, I will be afraid. Yeah, I would be, be scared to the point where I would be petrified. I wouldn't know it for sure. An angel coming to me? Yeah, I'd be <laughs> scared. Sure. I mean, and you got to think, they're out in the middle of the night looking after their sheep. And, you know... It's not like nighttime here in, in big cities where, you know, you can kind of see a little bit of light. When you go yeah. out into a countryside with no lights of all, any kind, it's pitch black. The only Other light you're having is the campfire that's out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the glory of the and Lord the is shining. Yeah. Shining around about you with no with no warning at all. And you think all it looked like daylight when the when the angels came through? Probably pretty close. Well, I would I'd say, imagine. yeah, yeah. Because the angels sure were written. Yeah. 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 And the angel said unto them, I read this, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, amen. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the bab rep. Huh. The what? <laughs> the bab. The what? The bab. The I bab? missed an E. I missed an E. It's you fine. missed a babby? Yes, yeah. That's a babby. <laughs> and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And as if it, it, if it wasn't scary enough, this will do it. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Oh, man. Wow, imagine. So from hindsight, looking at that, that will be a glorious time to be there and, yeah. and knowing that Without we could be worshiping God with the angels. Right, yeah. But at that time... Oh no! I, I, oh, there's angels everywhere, and they're shouting. Right. And they're what are they doing? Oh man, yeah, it's it's, true. that's that'd be a scary sight. But I'm sure the Lord gave him peace at that moment because yes. he didn't want. I don't think yes. he would let allow them to be scared. They told him, "Fear not." Right. He right. said, "Fear yeah. not." Yeah. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, "Let us go now, even." Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Imagine coming in and seeing that sight. And yeah. Not know, you know, 
realizing what you're seeing. Well, well, the um, Mary and Joseph. Well, d- just to I want to backtrack just a little bit because Mary uh, found out that she was pregnant, and she didn't know what to do. Joseph, after he was told that Mary was pregnant, was yes. willing to put her away because she, he because they weren't married yet. Right. right. At yeah. that time, if you know that's fornication, uh, and to be with someone that fornicated, that is a huge no-no. You know, you don't. Yes. That's that's at that time it's 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 frowned upon. Potentially so, be stoned. Yeah, and you don't want to be living in that in that you don't want to be living in that. Uh, uh, come on, Bill. Give me a give me a thesaurus oh. word. Um, and that fear of sinning against God. I yeah. would, that's the best way I can put yeah. it. Lack of better terms. Sure. But you know, when Gabriel came to Joseph and told him, "Fear not," you know that the baby that it, that is in the in the womb of Mary come from God, and that baby will be named Jesus, and he will be for the salvation. I'm not sure if I'm saying that word for word right it's at all, close enough, but yeah. it's close enough. I think it's, we yes. understand the gist of it, you know, yeah, that paraphrasing he, that. paraphrasing completely. Yeah. So, and at that time they were going to go and try to find a place to stay. You know, yes. they had nowhere to go. They were searching ends and, and everything to find places and there was nothing. And the hotel or the ends that they were going to, you know, there was one place they said, we have no room. But God put it in his heart to say there is one place, but it's in the field where, because, you know, he had compassion. It's a pregnant yeah. woman, and he's not going to just put her out and say, yes. you got to keep going somewhere else when there's nothing. They're doing right. a census. Everybody's back home. Everybody's right. going to their places. There's nowhere to be. There's no room anywhere. Yep. You know, and the people that are moved out of their own towns, they went other places. Yeah, they're going to fill up back into the places. If me... If I had to go back and do a census of where I was, where I was originally from, I'd have to go to New York. You know how many? You know how full New York would be, right? You know, yeah. and I would have to try to find a place to live, or at least right. to be there for the census. Well, Bethlehem for, for was pretty much New York. I mean, Bethlehem was pretty much New York. Yeah. If you got to think of the people who came from that, considering David came from Bethlehem, but New York, you know, you could say the Kennedys and all those, all the famous people are going to be from that area. Right. And trying to yes. find a place to to rest until they do the census would be uh, impossible. Right. But this this innkeeper. You know, he had it in his heart to say, there's a manger out there or my stable, stable where you can go. I don't yes. want you to have to keep going with your pregnancy. They, it's, it's unbearable. Yes. Of course he knew that. Wow. So when that happened, you know, the, the story right here is taking place at where we, where we started the story. It's right. where that's taking place at. You know, it's... it's um, to understand that, yeah, there's 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 a challenge there. Joseph was scared that he wasn't going to be able to marry the woman that he loved. Yeah, God had a God had a design, a pattern to make sure that Jesus came from the line, the lineage of David, and Joseph was the chosen person to bring forth that. Yes. And Mary, yeah. being his uh, future wife, was that woman. Yes. So. Yes. Man, God, God, God put a plan together just so that His Son can be born. 
And go yes. ahead. I, it's incredible. Well, I was going to say with the shepherds coming and finding, you know, the baby Jesus, that the true significance of this is that at that time in history, shepherds were both essential workers in almost for salvation because the sheep were going to be made for sacrifice. So if COVID happened then, they'd still be working, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're essential <laughs> workers. So I think that uh, because it was in a manger... It's kind of a humble place, yes. right? And our Lord is a humble, right? Yeah, and, and so that's great insight, brother. It makes sense to me, you know, yes, because mm-hmm. he, he uses the least of thee, right? And who would think to go to a manger, <laughs> right? Yeah, I couldn't see myself sitting in a manger that hey, you know, yeah, I, I'm I was I was too <laughs> privileged and too uh. I'm I'm very spoiled with my life right now. Right. Yeah. You know, I have a comfy bed, I have a pillow, blanket, you know, mm-hmm. I have a roof over my head, AC. I couldn't ask for much more than what I have. And Jesus came down on a stable in a manger with hay and animals all around. Must have smelled yeah. great. Oh but, yeah, I'm sure. You know, but but you know, the Lord that that's great insight, brother, like to know that he came down and he was lower than everybody else because right. he was made lower because of, sure you know well and with the way. shepherds with even though they were essential workers their work made them unclean they couldn't even enter the temple mm-hmm. because even though they were the means by which everyone there was being saved at that time they still were considered unfit and so they were you know often because they were shunned would be said to be irreverent and you know they would be very classless men who would just you know yell out whatever you know the construction workers of that day i believe have <laughs> just you know the the you know dregs of society were there and they were shunned from everyone but who better to tell about the birth of jesus than those you know that you know eventually when jesus would be recognized for the first time in his ministry he would be said behold the lamb of god you know, and the shepherds were the first ones there to see the true Lamb of God. Right. It's it's unbelievable how well God orchestrated the whole event and everything that happens in both this chapter and the whole Bible. But this was it. I mean, from Genesis, this was the big moment that He was preparing for. As soon as the sin happened, everything needed to prepare this one chapter here and and the events that happened. But um, let's see. I think you're at verse seventeen. Yep. Uh, and I'll start in 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made note of... Nah. And when they had seen it... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's I just knew I messed it up. <laughs> yeah. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Man. Mm-hmm. I uh, read a book that kind of was, it was historical fiction that was, you know, kind of biblical fiction that their description of that one verse, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, that, that at that time she kept a diary. Yes. Um, which is a really, really interesting perspective to have, especially when you consider that she went to um, to Elizabeth's to help her with the child, John the Baptist, as we mentioned before. And Your favorite character. During that mm-hmm. time, she would 
to talk to Zechariah. Was it Zechariah or Zacharias? I can look it up. Hold on. Um, it was Zacharias. Um, to talk to Zacharias, he could only, he could not hear, he could not speak. So to talk to him, you had to know how to write. And so at that time, she probably would have known how to, you know, write well, because during that whole time, she had to communicate entirely by writing. Mm, so what mm. an interesting thing to say that, you know, most most women probably couldn't write at that time. Um, but she could because she had to talk to him through that method. And so when you say kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, what better way than a diary to look back and say, wow, that's a, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you're when you have a child. A lot of times people come and when you like a lot of times you have a, a child and you have visitations where people come and see the baby yeah. and people would say wow that baby is such mm-hmm. so beautiful she's gonna grow up to be this he's right. gonna grow yeah. up to be that they're gonna be a great minister you know you 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 get all those words and you're just like wow i keep those in my heart just like um for samuel was it samuel who hurt hannah Yes, yes. Hannah, you know, was told the Lord, "I'm, Lord, ha- let me have a child that I would give them, give him to you, um, and he would not let a word fall to the floor." That right there is right. just like pondering the the works of of God in your heart, works of or the right. the mentions of anybody talking to you about how the baby's gonna be, keeping that in your heart. Right. Um, well, just with John the Baptist, that no, no, you need to name him Zacharias. <laughs> you can't right. name him John. You can't, you have to name him Zacharias because that's how it worked. Yeah, but Zacharias you know. the second. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was keeping the family name because at that time, then they didn't have last names like we do, and that's why they have you know Simon Barjona. Uh, it was all those kind of you kept the name of your father as the last name. Right. Which we kind of did, but it turned more into like what job you did, and now we have those as last names like. My last name is Turner, which was derived from Tanner. So it was just the, the whatever you were in the town, that was your last name. You're just, oh, the, the Tanner. And then they took the V out of there and just well, made yeah, it whatever. If you're a smith, you usually wear a... a right. A, 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 blacksmith, um, weaponsmith, yeah. many different things of yeah. that. But yes. uh, at that time, you had to keep the, the family lineage in there. And so, you know, that's why you see so many of, of, you know, with Joseph, things close to that, which Jesus, James, similar names... So, you know, that you'd keep that family lineage uh, in that. Uh, Let's see. Verse 21. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth a womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of that is, you know, as they said, according to the law of Moses, where there was uh, a point before which you could not go to the temple because you were unclean at, right after having a child. But once that had passed, then they were able to bring him and offer a sacrifice um, which I think that was, if I'm not mistaken, the sacrifice was more for a lower class um, in that where where you sometimes would present lambs, but if you did not have that, then you would present turtle doves or pigeons. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Let's see. 
seeing if there was anything about that later, but no. Okay. All right. And then it goes on to talk about Simeon, and then later Anna, and then after that, when Jesus was 12 years old. So that is the story of the birth of Jesus. Can you um, go to Matthew chapter 2? Sure. One thing I find interesting about the birth of Jesus and her correlation about Christmas and the 25th of December, there are many people, I think, that don't know maybe when... Well, I don't think anybody really knows when Jesus was really born. Mm-hmm. But a lot yeah. of people speculate it wasn't during the cold months. Mm. Right, yeah. It's the rainy seasons. Right. But a lot of people, I think, don't know mm. even so, that. And, and um, I don't know how to present that in a way where it's understood. But um, so... so Seasons work differently in different places. In Florida, yeah. <laughs> we don't get winter like, like <laughs> up in New York or Connecticut. Right. Or, For sure. We don't get winter like that. Yeah. So imagine different places where winter or fall or the rainy season comes differently than it does somewhere else. Yes. So I don't know how to, uh, like I said, present it in a way to be understandable. But, you know, over in Bethlehem, I don't know what the what the rainy season looked like. I don't know what season over here it would have been precisely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and I mean, it depends on. I'm trying. I guess I'm getting into geography or whatever. But depending on what side of the hemisphere you're on, you know, the tilt of the Earth. Whenever you go yeah. around the Earth, one side of the Earth is on summer, the other side is on winter, and right. one side is on fall, one time is on spring. It just, it's the way it rotates around the Earth. It's just how, how the, the tilt of the Earth works, um, science, or whatever you want to call it. But like I said, I don't know how to present it in a way to be, make it understood. I just know that maybe it's, sure. it's something that we don't quite know, and I don't think we need to know. I think we just need to know that if... if uh, Here's a way I present this in a, in, to understand. My son's birthday could fall on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we know that his birthday is on Monday, but we're not going to celebrate his birthday on that Monday. It's not feasible for us to celebrate his birthday on That's that right. Monday. Yeah, We're yeah. busy. <laughs> we got lots of things going on. Right. So what we can do is make a celebration for his birthday. We'll right. do it that Saturday. We'll grab all the people he knows mm-hmm. yeah. and people who probably are my friends that don't know him. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. And we'll gather around and we'll sing happy birthday. We'll give him gifts mm-hmm. and we'll go about our merry way. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So the people that don't know him doesn't know his birth date. They just know that we celebrated his birth. We celebrated how old he is, how many years old he is. That's that's the that's the representation that I think is more valid in this situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Who cares the date that Jesus was born? I want to celebrate his birth. Yes. I want to mm-hmm. celebrate the fact that Jesus that Jesus was born on this earth and came for the salvation of my soul. That's what I want to celebrate. Right. right. Yeah. Whether he was born in October, November, January, February, I don't care. December 25th right. I'll celebrate with everybody and celebrate that 
birth, a designated day. Yeah, I'll right. celebrate it because. Well, there had to be a day, otherwise right. everybody would just whenever. And, and, right. and here's and here's the catcher: if I celebrate my son's birthday on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna go and celebrate my son's birthday on the next month on a day that that's more understandable to them? It's not their son. It's right. my son. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to celebrate my birthday, my son's birthday on that Saturday. Right. If you don't want to celebrate his birthday, don't try to celebrate it on another day. I'm celebrating it on Saturday. Right. That's right. Yes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I'm, oh, rant number two. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So, um, but yeah, that yeah. is, that is funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no it's, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. It is. It is. All right, we're going to go over, and this is a little bit later on. Right. Um, Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And now this is in Matthew chapter 2. Mind you, Um, he's already born. Yes. Yes. This is when he was born uh, already. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And the reason he was troubled, because... Another king. Yeah, king of the Jews, that's me. Right. (laughs) I wasn't born recently. Uh, (laughs) And when he had gathered all the (laughs) chief... At least not last night. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, it it was a little while ago. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. He immediately knew who it was. There was no thought. There was no... He knew what he was asking for. Right. Who King of the Jews, that's a Messiah. Where is he at? You know, he right. instantly knew. He demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, Art thou Bethlehem, and thou Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word also that I may come and worship him also. I think I need to reread that. I said the wrong word. (laughs) (laughs) I said also twice, and it was again. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And that's where, you know, that's the reason they had... They had come, they had seen the star in the east and were looking for it and, you know, probably hadn't seen it since then because mm-hmm. they, you know, came to Jerusalem and then as soon as they saw it, they realized this, this is the right spot and yes, then they followed sure. that until, you know, where the uh, where they were. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, what I've heard, and I can look this up to make sure because there's always some, you know, nerd who, who always goes through and finds out if it's true or not. But I believe at this time, this was like a year after uh, Jesus was born and they were in Nazareth at that time. Okay. And the reason is because the next verse says, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshiped him. And so it, it describes it as a house, not a stable. So, you know, that, that classic, um, nativity scene of the wise men standing right next to the manger with baby Jesus is not entirely accurate. And for that matter, they don't even really say how many there are. They say there became wise men from the East. There's no mention of three of any, of any sort. There's no three or well, whatever. The reason why there's three is because of the gifts. Frankincense, right. sure. gold yeah. and myrrh. That's why. Right. Well, you know, that's, 
Irrelevant. I guess, yeah. But but go ahead. Thank goodness my parents don't give me one gift for themselves. Some people <laughs> say, why do we give so many gifts? Yeah. Jesus only got three. Because you're, <laughs> you're spoiled. You're spoiled. You get gifts yeah. from your mom. You get gifts from your dad, your cousin, your uncle. Right. That's true. <laughs> Rant number three. Yeah, Jesus they're... gifts were very expensive <laughs> gifts. That's true. That's true. They were probably worth about 100 or so gifts that we get today. And the funny thing is what the gifts meant. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's the that's what the that's the crazy thing. Yeah. It's not funny. It's it's um it's poignant. Yes. Yeah. It's a large word, sorry. Uh and when they were coming to the house they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Right. So I I wanted to read that I wanted that to be read because the premise of this conversation was why are we believing in Santa Claus when we just read a story of glory of of mm. Jesus Christ coming down and you mentioned it right. lower than us right in the manger and you know for angels and shepherds to come and worship him well after he's born Yes. And the wise men to come and visit him and give him gifts. Um too 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 easily and too too on it too too often we get excuse me. We get sidetracked with Christmas, not realizing that this is the real reason behind Christmas. The real reason behind Christmas was Jesus Christ. Exactly. Forget the fat mm. man. Jesus Christ was the reason. This story is everything to do with it. Yes. And it irks me so bad. Is that a good word? I'm sorry. That's not a bad. Yeah, that, that's I not think a word. So. Is that a word? It is, but I don't. I don't know what it means. I don't know why yeah, I said it. It, it is. Irk means to irritate or annoy. Okay. It irks me so bad yes. to know that there's people that just forget about Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, yes. he came for your salvation. He was born into this world, an innocent baby. You know, he had no sin in his life right. at all. He was born perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yeah, the gift was in the Bible. Giving gifts was in the Bible. It was giving gifts to Jesus Christ, uh, yes. mind you. But still, you know, it was a, it was a, um, it was, it was a representation of, hey, we're glad. That you are the king of the Jews. Right, We're yeah. here to honor you. Um, yes, we do take it. We do take it in vain a little bit by celebrating it by giving gifts to our kids. But that's not the real reason for Christmas. The real reason for Christmas was celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, like Bill said yes. earlier. Well, and we talked about the significance of the gifts. And uh, you know, as we. You know, everybody knows the song We Three Kings and the, you know, the meaning of the gifts in that is that, you know, gold is representing the kingship of Jesus and right. him being the king of the Jews and ruling over us. Frankincense, a symbol of his priestly role and, and the, you know, the religious tone that he would set, not just being a king, but being someone who would save us and be right. the, the, the high priest. And myrrh was a prefiguring of his death and embalming. Uh, myrrh was used for embalming primarily, and it was saying that, you know, he would, yes, he would be a king, yes, he would be a priest, but he would also die, you know, a horrible death, so we could be saved. Yes, it's it's an amazing thing that, you know, 
that we we have that those three gifts to show us who Jesus was even at that young time. Right. If we knew nothing about the prophecies or even you know nothing later on, the symbolism of those three gifts set the tone for what he would do later. Right. Brother Carrie, mm-hmm. do you enjoy the podcast? I do. You yes. enjoyed being on the on the show? Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. I know if you're enjoying this, we have people that are also enjoying this. And we want to read some. Did you get the email? Oh, we want to read some feedback from from people who have listened to the podcast. And I want to give them a shout out, whoever whoever's listening. Um, right. Give us uh, the readouts, Bill. While you're looking for that, I was thinking before how back in school when I was in the fifth grade, we had a play. And it was a Christmas play. And they did um, this play around Jesus mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. and the manger and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you would find that in today's public schools. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. It's sad. It is. All right. First, first feedback here. First one. Okay. Yes. First ever feedback on this podcast, uh, and I hate to say when this was because it kind of shows that we haven't really gotten to it. <laughs> Been a little is, while. Yeah, this is August twenty third, <laughs> which was I think th- right when we, right about when we started. Yeah. Um, and no, August twenty third was the first day. That's the first, yeah that's first the day. inception of the podcast. First day inception of the podcast. From its beginning, we've had feedback already, and it nice. starts with a rating of five stars. And uh, the feedback says, awesome, I think you guys sounded great, and you really helped me in the place I am spiritually. And uh, they would like to have the feedback read, but remain anonymous, so we shall never know who that was. But we are glad that we helped you out, especially in the place you are spiritually. Very nice. Amen. All right, next up is another rating of five stars. It seems to be a pattern here. It says, so proud of you boys, love listening to you, good conversation. And uh, that is from Marilyn Santos. Marilyn Santos. That's my mom. She's one mm. of the biggest supporters. Yep. Thank you, Mom. Yeah, she's behind the scenes. Hasn't made an appearance on the podcast yet, but we've made an appearance on her body of work. If you look at any of the pictures we have of the three of us together, she is the one who took those, and we are yes, very appreciative is. of that. All right, next up, uh, five stars again. Unbelievable. Man, we're we're perfect. <laughs> so far, perfect rating. Uh, this says, this is so impactful and great, and like it's spiritual and also funny at the same time. I love it. Keep making more, and good luck. I am for sure going to spread this podcast. Awesome. And this is from Joelle. Joelle. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. We appreciate you listening. Yes. And please share, share, share. That's Tell right. all your friends. All right, here comes the next one, and you guessed it, five stars. No, five stars. I would have never guessed it. Oh, wow. Wow. Awesome. I applaud, and there's a little applaud emoji for that. I applaud you for this. This really is a wake-up call for those who celebrate this. I, too, celebrated Halloween for years, but since I've been saved, I now know what it entails. I've no longer celebrated this so-called holiday, and they left a scripture here for us, Galatians 2 and 20. 
I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Yes, and that was on October 31st. That was in response to our Halloween episode that we did with Granny. Yes, that was a great episode we did. We, we, we tried mm-hmm. to spread the awareness of why we shouldn't be celebrating Halloween. Right. Yes, and uh, this is also from Marilyn Santos. So another, another you, feedback Mom. from her. Yes, big supporter. I'm telling you. And let's see here. Looking back, trying to find it again. You need a little sound effect thing. Yeah. Ding, thank you, Mom. <laughs> true, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mom. Bing. We need that old. We mic need that the old mic work. that yeah. does it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh wait, that's the wrong one. Uh, I think that is it. I no, we have another one. Oh, that's right. You that do have the other was one. Was not on. I have it. You have it. Yeah, yeah you do I'll that read one. It out. That's fine. Yeah, that's you're right. I sent it to the. Here it is, right here. Okay. Yeah. This one is uh, anonymous. Uh-huh. It's uh, you wouldn't guess the star rating on this one. Oh. It's a uh, five stars. Whoa! I it's can't not believe five it. and a half. It's it's five stars. Believe it or not, we should raise that. Um, <laughs> it says Jose is a regular at the restaurant I work at and told me about this podcast, mainly the mental health one. I suffer with a lot of mental health issues: ADHD, depression, anxiety, insomnia, PTSD, and he really wanted me to listen to it. Wow! It's all I can say. It was amazing. So relatable. Didn't want, didn't make me feel alone or like an outcast because of what I suffer with on a daily basis. Thank you all for putting it out there and not holding back, making mental health feel normalized and not a problem or causing any kind of negativity of any issue. Wow, yeah. Shedding light yes. and knowledge to so many people about this kind of thing is more helpful than any of you know, and I appreciate the fact you talk about all the hard parts, not just scratching the surface level and finding a way to keep it entertaining. Thank you so much for the work y'all are doing. You've most definitely gained a new follower, and I can't wait to hear the next one y'all put out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's three thank yous, guys. Wow. For nice. coming together and making this podcast. You're helping so many people who are dealing with mental health issues regardless of the severity of it. Wow, that's awesome. That's a, man, that's that's a very in-depth and emotional and also encouraging. Right, yeah. Yes. I think that uh, episode is more. interesting because it's probably some of the, I, I would imagine, the most feedback we've got as yeah, far as the positive. The most, yeah. And if you, you know, and not just and not just emails, we got we've gotten feedback in person. Yeah, personal people feedback. People come to us, talk to us, and let us know how they're doing. We'd wish they would put it on the email, but right. come to us, person, we'll, we'll take it. Well, it's funny because I I say that because I, you know I don't spend much time you know just pouring over the stats of every episode, going why don't you know do we get this or that? But that one had less downloads than than most of our episodes do. Right. So on the surface level, it looks like we're not doing anything. You know, it's oh that one didn't go well. But then we hear all this feedback of, you know, maybe not as many people listen to it as as usual. Right. But the people who did listen to it got something out of it. And I think, you know, multiple people, multiple people came up and, you know, have told us that right. it was very helpful. And we we enjoy talking about it because it is a serious problem that not a lot of people are going to mention to you. 
Yeah. You know, it's not going to be, well, I understand you have ADHD. We'll help you get through that and help you pray. It's going to be just, no, get down there and pray. And you know, these kind of things, you just, just focus on the right thing. And it's not that easy. It's also scary to try to mention anything about mental health without hurting someone's feelings. And that's where some people have a hard time mentioning anything because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings when I say, Hey, you're, you're, you're not alone because sometimes people don't want to, don't want to talk about it. You know, yeah. but just hearing about it on the podcast and knowing that there is people that are there are people that struggle with the same situations that you do is all all that we need to know that we're not alone. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, Elijah in the cave and God said, why are you here? Seven thousand have not bowed a be about a need to bail. Right. You know, yeah. they're all worshiping me. You're not alone. So that's amazing. That was a great podcast, Brother Kerry. I really appreciate your insight on everything that we've said here. And, you know, whatever you you take away from this podcast, I I hope that it encourages. I hope that, you know, you can shed light on our podcast, maybe share it around with people that you know. And, and, uh, you know, um, you know, just help us out a little bit and. We're, we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you yes. come from all the way from Kentucky or all the way from Ohio to Kentucky <laughs> right. to us. Yeah, right. You know, you took a 2,500-mile trip. That's right, <laughs> it yeah. Was, uh, it was an honor that you asked me. To yes, yes, of course. Well, yes. and the truth is is that what you're hearing us on right now wouldn't be possible without his help. You right. know, not just, you know, this week, because he has been working hard this week on trying to make – you know, our sound system worked the best it can, but, you know, all the mixer stuff that we got before that allowed us to even consider that we could record using this stuff was set up by him, Right. you know, earlier last year. And it's such an unbelievable opportunity. And it's a privilege to see that level of knowledge that really God gave you. Right. I mean, God it's, was the one you, he called you to do what you're doing. And it could be just for this reason, which really humbles us to say, maybe right. it's, you know, so you can help us that all your years of helping with, you know, audio work and all of this right. can can bless us and our ministry. Somehow it's just amazing how God works things out. Yeah. Remember and I Granny appreciate it. Granny said in the in her sermon today that if the Lord hadn't sat down and and saved her from what she was going through, right. we wouldn't have Lee, we wouldn't have us, you know, right. she yes. wouldn't be reading on the street on the Bible on the on the ballpark on the ballpark, mm-hmm. telling kids about the Bible and praying right. with them, you know, which, which is where I came from because mm-hmm. she's that was how she ministered to my family and we in this church now. They wouldn't be a bros podcast without wow. Granny. Yes, they wouldn't be a bros podcast without Brother Matney with the youth camp. Yeah, they wouldn't be a bros podcast without Brother Carrie and bringing us equipment that we can record with that was a blessing i think everyone in our journey has some impact on this podcast and it is amazing that the lord worked it all together for this purpose what's been a blessing to be here and and i owe it to the lord yes he gives the increase and he gave the knowledge Mm -hmm. and i didn't know it many many years ago that he was grooming me for Mm. this that's amazing Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. 
thank you, Bill, for helping us and, and doing all your tech work that you do here. <laughs> yes. Um, that was an episode of the Bros Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. And like you've heard the feedback here. There's a place to do feedback, www.thebrospod.com, in the review section. Remember, you can be anonymous or you can be read and with your name. So come back the next week and we will talk to you then. Sounds good. Happy holidays. Enjoy the celebration of Jesus' birth. And we'll see you again on the next episode.